When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name's Jamie. My name's Caitlin. And this is our movie podcast about the girls. The girls. This one's for the girls. The women. We're not girls, we're women. We're n- Oh, sorry. And neither is not anyone. There's no girls. We are born grown-up adult women. A woman child. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Boss Baby. Who's that movie Just for? Just like the Boss what Baby. <laughs> I don't know. I you know, who is it for? I'm eating a cheeseburger today. You're eating a cheeseburger. So there's any in, weird lieu, in lieu of a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, I'm I'm making some changes hey. in my life. Follow your heart. You nah, know? It's like a tangential change, but it's a change. <laughs> a change is a change. Our podcast is about the portrayal of women in film. It's inspired by the Bechdel test. It's a test that requires that two women in a movie, they have to talk to each other. And it has to be about something other than a man. We prefer they have names. But we sometimes prefer. we'll give them a pass. Hey, there's that. I didn't get to see it. It's gone now. But Fun Home was in town. It's connected to the Bechdel test because it's based on a graphic novel by, by Alison Bechdel. Bechdel. Oh, yes. Um, yes it's yes, a yes, musical yes. version of that. Really, oh, I didn't really, know really that it was a musical. Well, I want to ask our guest about it because she, she got to see it. Um, our guest today, she is Buttercup on Powerpuff Girls. She is in everything that UCB does ever. Natalie Palomino. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks Wait, for being here. Did you love Fun Home? Oh my God, I freaking love Fun Home. <laughs> I cried the last 20 minutes of it. It's just so moving. It's really funny. The music's really great and powerful. It gives you goosebumps. It's just a good story. It's the, you know, it's the true story about Alison Bechtel's life and her relationship with her father who was closeted. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's her story about coming out as well and how they deal with that together. But it's just, oh, my God. It's, uh, I've listened to the album and I've read the book, but I haven't gotten to see it yet. Oh, you should see it if you can. Yeah. I still haven't finished the one Alison Bechtel book I have bought. 
I wish I remember what it was called. It's not Is Your Mama a Llama? Because that's a different book. <laughs> but Wait, it what? sounds like it. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't think that she wrote Your Mama is a Llama. No, she definitely did not. But that's what the title of this book reminds me of. I went to, uh, there was like a book sale at the library and I got a bunch of kids books with like illustrations that I, I, I liked. And there's one called Runaway Pickle. And it's about a pickle that runs away. And recommendation of the cast. I would like to formally endorse a book I'm pretty sure is called Runaway Pickle. Well, hey, you out there, if you want to read that book, you should. You should also read Are You My Mother? Which is the name of the Alison Bechtel book, not Is Your Mama a Llama? Kaylin, I'm going to really try to lean in on the mouth noises of me eating this cheeseburger because I know you're going to edit this later and I just like want to feel close to you. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so Aristotle's really <laughs> disgusted because he he too can hear my everyone. I'm sorry. He's also probably upset that you're eating uh, beef in his presence because Aristotle's a dirty, dirty vegan. I'm sorry for triggering everyone <laughs> <laughs> with my uh, with my bad eating habits, but you know it is what it is. Hey, your body, your choice. You know. Let's talk about the <laughs> what a beautiful way to learn that lesson by like actively polluting your body. Yeah, yeah. The movie we're talking about today that you have brought us, Natalie, is The Sandlot. Yes, it's a classic, a modern classic, I yes. think. Yeah. Uh, so when did you first see this movie? What's your relationship to this movie? I saw the movie when I was maybe seven or eight years old. And, oh my gosh, I mean, the nostalgia that I experience when I'm watching it is is powerful. You know, it's just, it reminds me of 4th of July and, like, being outside and playing baseball. Even though I'm not a boy, I relate to it just because, like, my cousins, even my girl cousins would all, like, play Sandlot. Like, I would be Squints Palidorus because my last name is Palamides. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I had, like, really big glasses, too, just like Squints. So I really related to Squints. Yeah. You know, even though he wasn't, isn't my same gender, I thought just me and him should get married. Yeah. So you... Or we're the same person. <laughs> yeah. Did Either you, way. That yeah. could be a good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've probably, like, seen this movie. Have you seen it a bunch of times? I watch it every year on 4th of July without fail. Usually I'm drunk. Mm -hmm. We come home. We've been, like, drinking all day. And then we watch The Sandlot. That's so nice. Yeah. One year I even watched it by myself because I was away from my family. Mm -hmm. I still got drunk and watched it myself. (laughs) I don't know if that's sad. Where did you grow up? Pittsburgh. Outside of Pittsburgh. No way. I'm from western Pennsylvania. Really? But, like, rural. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty rural where mm-hmm. I grew up. It's like an hour outside the city. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We talk a lot about Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. Yeah, we do. On the cast. Be- Allison Bechtel's from Pennsylvania. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I can see all of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the songs. <laughs> we, yeah. we should listen to that soundtrack in a locked room and just release it's really good. all your toxins. Well, I'd yeah. love to. But yeah, so it's, yeah, uh, brings a lot on a lot of nostalgia. The movie makes me think about, you know, family barbecues and just playing baseball with my family. And when I was a kid, you know, being outside all day, those are the kind of memories that it evokes. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie for the first time. I think probably in college, which is when I saw most of the movies I've seen. But. Um, I told this story on an earlier episode of the podcast, but I was at a friend's house, like a little pool party, Mm -hmm. and all the boys were like, hey, let's go inside and watch The Sandlot. 
And then they put like the VHS tape in the VCR oh, and no. it was a porn movie. Oh, yeah. And not the Sandlot. But that because is not the Sandlot. It wasn't porn version of the Sandlot? No, it was oh. just a <laughs> yeah, woman. It was yeah. just a woman being fisted. <laughs> With a baseball. <laughs> with a, ba- yeah. with a, babe, a babe Ruth signed yeah. baseball. It was Wendy Peppercorn getting fisted. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Because I did not know what the Sandlot was at the time, I somehow, like, when it came out, I missed it. I was, I don't know, I just, like, wasn't the, the gender or the demographic that that movie was intended for. I also mm-hmm. grew up under a rock. So I didn't know that I wasn't watching The Sandlot when we were watching. I was like, oh, The Sandlot is a porn movie, I guess. <laughs> wow! Oh. It's a beautiful film about <laughs> being a kid and yeah. making friends. It wasn't until years later that I discovered what The Sandlot actually was. Fun new nickname for your vagina. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Welcome to The Sandlot. <laughs> I had a very scary dream the other night. I used to have, like, when I was little, the first movie I ever saw to the point where I don't even remember seeing it, but it, like, seeped into my consciousness was Aladdin. And I used to be so scared of the cave that would rise the out of the sand. of wonders. Yeah. And there was, I, I still have dreams about the cave. And I used to have like this, I I used to sleepwalk a lot when I was a little kid and there was like this short flight of stairs that I fell down multiple times because I like was having a dream that the cave was at the bottom of the stairs and I would just launch myself into what was not the cave at all. It was (laughs) thankfully a a soft carpet at the bottom of, but still at the bottom of stairs. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Lots of rug burn. Yeah. I had the hots for Jafar. Really? That's my most memorable thing, memorable Whoa. thing from uh, Aladdin. Yeah, he was my first crush. You're a little twisty beard kind of guy? Yeah, yeah. I guess I like the bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I just want to set the record straight and say that my nickname for my vagina is box office flop. But Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> But I can all we we can call it the Sandlot too. The Speaking sand, of oh, the Sandlot too, return to the Sandlot. Yes. No. Oh my gosh, that's that uh, terrible. I can't believe they even made that. They ruined it. They oh ruined yeah, it. I didn't see the sequel. Was that a direct to video? Yeah. Yeah. Direct to video. I didn't. I didn't see it. When did you see the Sandlot for the first time, Jamie? I remember seeing it where my my oldest cousin Aaron used to love that movie. He was a couple of years older than me, and so we all would like watch it together in the den when we were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't. It wasn't like one of my favorite favorite movies, but it like kind of the same as you. It just reminded me of hanging out with my cousins when I was little, and I wasn't I wasn't a baseball or sports girl in general. Like some of my cousins would split off and play the Sandlot. And reenact that movie. Really? And then, yeah. And then in the backyard, me and my cousin Tammy would um, try to reenact the Lindsay Lohan version of The Parent, Parent Trap. Trap? Ah! Yeah. That was like what we would do. So the movie, oh, yeah. let's talk about the, let's start with the characters. The main uh, boy characters are Scotty. He's like the protagonist who's the who, loser. Like the, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The story sort of unfolds through his point of view. And then his best friend, Benny Rodriguez. Uh He's like the cool kid who's super good. His voice had changed. You're Mm -hmm. just like, oh. Oh, Benny. I know. He's so much taller. Yeah. (laughs) um... (laughs) I think I might still sort of have a crush on him. I remember I had a, like, he was such a cutie pie. Yeah, he's a good looking young kid. 
who is not age-appropriate for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Squints, like you mentioned. Yeah, he was my crush, Squints, mm-hmm. like I said. And then he's a little underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Timmy and Tommy, the brothers. And then Yeah, Yeah is the little short kid. Then we got Ham and Kenny de Nunez and Bertram. Those are the nine. Dude, I don't even remember, remember Bertram. Yeah, he's the one few... with the glasses. Oh, I remember. Together. I remember him now. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I lost track of a few of them. Some of them blended together. He brings the chaw, Bertram. Yes. Oh, and then they okay. all yeah. chew it and throw yeah, up all exactly. over themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the, our uh, main boys. And then f- as far as the women go, oh, yikes. Oh. Where are they? <laughs> Backdollar, backdollar. Scotty's mom. Scotty's mom played by Karen Allen, who is never even named. She's just mom. And then you've got Wendy Peppercorn. Hey, wait, should I do the the recap? Do the recap. I guess what little semblance of a story it has goes like this. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Natalie's going to pass out. And then (laughs) we Well, okay, so it's about these nine boys who play baseball every day of this summer. I think it's set in 1962, and we focus on Scotty, who, like, moves to the neighborhood, and he's like, I'm bad. Scotty Smalls. I'm bad. <laughs> Scotty Smalls. Dennis Leary's my dad. And he's like, uh, I want to play baseball, but I'm not good at it. But I want to make friends. But they're all good at baseball, and I don't, I don't know how. Oh, we can do little boy voices this whole episode. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and then he, like, approaches these boys who are playing at this place called the Sandlot, which is this, like, magical place where boys play baseball every day. And then he's really bad, but they sort of accept him. Uh, whenever he shows that he can like finally catch a ball and then they play every day and then there's this beast who lives in a backyard at the neighboring house and they're like don't go near the beast we lose all these baseballs oh no it's scary where's the baseballs (laughs) there's so many baseballs over the fence by the beast's dog house so many baseballs or the beast's beast house So one day they are playing, and by this, this is halfway through the movie, and the inciting incident doesn't really happen until then. Anyway, they bust a ball open, Benny, because he's so good at baseball. He's like, I'm going to mash this ball up, and they ruined this baseball. And Scotty's like, hey, I got a baseball at my house. Uh, I'm going to let you guys use it. Scotty's so eager to please. Little does he know, it was signed by... Babe Ruth, who he doesn't know who that is. Oh, yeah. Baby Ruth. That was a fun, yeah. Like, who is she? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they lose it, and the beast gets it, so they have to, like, orchestrate this whole, like, rescue Is that really halfway through the movie? Pretty much, yeah. It's a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're building their friendship and everything and establishing, you know, what it's like to be a kid, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It it does take a while for things to actually start happening. But right. some great mm-hmm. moments come before, you know, like the s'more and everything. Yeah, yeah. s'mores. And then they, they rescue this ball, but not before the beast gets out. And he's a big dog, and he chases them through the neighborhood, and there's a cake, and it falls on everyone, and then... And Benny has PF mm, flyers right. that he wears yeah. to make him run faster, jump higher. And a ghost, uh, Babe Ruth's ghost visits Benny at... <laughs> At his house. And guess what? A dream. Yeah. yeah. And I have the same shoes as Benny. Just oh, FYI. Very nice. Sam Lot Edition, PF Flyers. <laughs> yeah. 
And then they discover that the old man who lives in the house that the beast is at is James L. Jones. Yeah, James L. Jones, former Yankees baseball player who knew Babe Ruth. uh, Remind me that I caught a fly ball once, but it was like with my back brace when I was 12. I would have gotten hit and like maybe hurt, but it hit. I was leaning over. I was reading a magazine feature about Josh Hartnett. Of course. And the fly ball at the baseball game that we had gone to as a school field trip, like, fell in between the seat and my back brace mm-hmm. so that it just, I was like, what was that? And it was a fly ball at a Providence White Sox game. <laughs> it was good. I still have it at my house. Oh, good job. Thank you. Is it in your trophy room? It's in my trophy room. Cool. Yeah, I have a lot of trophies. They're all heads of the men you've decapitated? Yeah, it's a stinky little room. Yeah, it's okay. But I'm proud of it. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that's mostly the story. They like talk to James Earl Jones and he's like, yeah, here, here's a new ball. It has all the signatures from the 1927 Yankees. I like how James Earl Jones blackmails them into being his friend. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really nice. And also just like, that's such a nice scene too, where he's like, please be my friend. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically like the Boo Radley of the community. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. And then he turns out to be a nice guy. Yeah. But I there I have I had a lot of questions when I watched it this time I never like questioned the world that the Sandlot takes place in but it's like so first of all there no women live in this town right except we don't, for Wendy Peppercorn, Wendy Peppercorn. except for yeah. Wendy Peppercorn but in regards to James Earl Jones I have so many questions where did his life go wrong besides being blind did he never get a a second wind I think he lost his you know career he never had a backup plan. Especially one that involves him being blind. Right. I don't know, but he lives in that little in metal baseball? shack. Doesn't the, major, like, what happened? Doesn't, the, doesn't Major League Baseball give you workman's comp when you go blind? We'll have from, to make some calls. Yeah. <laughs> he might have he might have squandered all his baseball cash and then, you know. Also like he's blind living on his own. Imagine taking care of a house by yourself. That's true. Got a dog, dogs probably chewing everything. He's up. not even a seeing eye dog. Yeah, exactly. No, he's not. <laughs> what a waste just a big of a dog. scary dog. Yeah. Anyway, as we mentioned, there are almost no women except for Scotty's mom and Wendy Peppercorn, who... They don't talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. No, there are, like, women... Sometimes I'm like, hey, there's one. Uh, <laughs> like, in that when the boys are thrown out of the pool, there's a mom who looks at them like... What are you doing? Yeah, for listeners of the cast, I just made an O shape with my mouth to indicate shock. <laughs> In uh, fairness, though, like, are there, like, any boys in, like, you know, the Babysitter's Club? True. Babysitter's Club for sure passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, but, like, this is kind of like the dude version of, like, the it is like a boys club kind of movie. But a lot of girls watch it. Yeah. yeah I don't remember, like, like, feeling weird about that. It's, yeah, and I don't it's, remember feeling weird either. It's weird because it's... Like, it's a story where women are absent, but they don't really, with the exception of Wendy Pfeffercorn, um, or is that how you say it? Pfeffer? 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 I was imagining a PF? Pfeffercorn? No, it's Peppercorn. No, yeah, yeah peppercorn. I'm 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, um, it's not really that condescending to women. It's just a world that Except women for, don't really exist I in. I disagree entirely. Well, there's the, you play a ball like a girl right, kind of thing. Right. There's a number of instances. So I, I made note of this. I think that it's horribly condescending to women. Well, And yeah, well, I'm whoa, taking whoa, whoa. a strong stance on this episode, you guys. I love it. 
there's a scene where this other group of like baseball boys roll up and they're sort of like insult battling. They're roasting each other, if you will. It's a roast it's battle. It's a roast battle yeah. of sorts. <laughs> oh, I see your sister out in left field. She's naked, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the game. Before they play the game against each other, Ham and this other kid from this other team are like hurling insults at each other. And they're going back and forth and it keeps heightening because they're like, you're dumb. You're a dork. You are a fart smeller. You are a toe jam licker. Like stuff like yeah. that. And then Ham goes, oh, yeah? Well, you play like a girl. And then, and then everyone goes, <gasps> as if that's insult. the and then you worst pause it And you play all, all those tampon commercials. It's like, <laughs> I don't play like a good girl. I'm strong. Right. I, I paused it and I was like, what is it? Is it the always company that co-opted that? Um, <laughs> Anyways. Very possible. Okay. Well, a girl plays baseball in that commercial. Oh, good. I'm so glad we get that representation in there. So that's one example of a few different instances where they use women as like the butt of a joke or... And when I was a kid, I wasn't insulted by that at all. I thought it was hilarious. I'm sure we all... <laughs> yeah. What was wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. They Another one is when they're debating whether or not to let like Scotty join the team, mm-hmm. um, Benny is like arguing for him and he's like, well, he, we only have eight people. He makes nine. And then someone, I think it might be, yeah, yeah. Or, or squints or someone goes, well, so would my sister, but I didn't bring her. As if like, <laughs> Ugh, why would we like, what a horrible choice that would have been. And then uh, there's another scene where it's super hot outside and they're all like, it's too hot to play. And Benny's like, come on guys, let's do it. And they're like, no. And he's like, all right, well, Anyone who wants to be a can't hack it panty waist who wears their mama's bra. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, we're fine with that. But just like <laughs> the fact that. That was a funny one, though. It's just, okay, sure. These like young boys I mean, in boys 1962. Will be boys, right? right, right. It's just a whole like <laughs> young locker room talk. They're not going to be at like the forefront of a feminist movement. Sure. <laughs> they're young boys from 1962. But right. here's the thing. Young kids, boys and girls, are watching this movie, and this audience is like very impressionable, yeah, and easily influenced. So to like hear things like this from a movie, they're like, "Oh, that's that's okay, that's okay, like that's all right to think I mean, of women that the, way." The guys we have to deal with these days, I mean, must have grown up watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm ready to hold the Sandlot accountable. All yeah. these feminists. No, I think that, uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been difficult to add. I mean, and this would be like the very, very, very least is kind of like a, a girl on the team who had to, you know, take that shit and then say, hey, and then throw one good pitch. Like that yeah, sounds like that Yeah, they had like a girl happens. on the team to be so badass. Right? Like, like just to give... The I think I would have liked the movie so much more yeah, if there was if it had a little one girl. On girl. It. Yeah. yeah, at least one. Right, because like, sure, I, I don't think it's unrealistic for these boys to be thinking and talking this way right. about girls, mm-hmm. but because it goes unchallenged is, I think, what bothers me. Yeah, and that, like no one's like, That's don't really talk that point. way about women. Yeah. Right. Think about how hilarious it would have been if he was like, "Will you play ball like a girl?" And then it was like, <gasps> and then she's like the best player on the team, you know, or something like, and she's like, what's that supposed to mean? You know, he's like, oh, sorry. You know, there's moments yeah. for comedy there. Mm-hmm. There's, man, yeah, I, I would love if there was a, a girl, at least one girl. It still wouldn't help this movie pass the Bechdel test. Right. But yeah. it would be cool. And also, I'd like their... 
you know, most of them are like little shitty mouth breathing boys that it makes sense for their, cause they're supposed to be what, like nine and 10 or something yeah. like that. He's, like pretty young. Mm, and yeah. then Benny's a little Maybe older. Maybe as old as 12 or 13. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you've got Scotty and, and Benny and they're both pretty good kids. And it's like, you know, they seem like the sort of characters that could interact with a, uh, like a, a a woman child <laughs> yeah and and have it you know not be really condescending and and go well but they did not do that which is not entirely surprising because this is written directed produced it's all guys mm-hmm. uh who made this movie which is I've never been less surprised but right. because it's a little boy movie um, yeah, it was written and directed by David Evans, and then uh, someone named Robert Gunter also has a writing credit on it. So they're responsible. Yeah. Could we say that it's important to make movies that are just like, like, let's say that The Sandlot was like all girls about like a girls softball team, you know? Do you think people would be upset that there was no boy? Like, obviously people are upset because in movies there's already a lack of women represented, but let's just say it was the opposite and it was like all women. Would people be like, oh, there should have been a boy in there? I mean, you might get some like like, men's rights activists who'd be like, why aren't there? But like, I feel the like females are already so underrepresented in film. Right. Right. When you feature like a marginalized group. Yeah. It's then... it's tricky because I, I do understand the argument that could be made of like, this is a movie about little boys. And I totally agree with you, Caitlin, that like the way that they talk about girls is never challenged. And, and that is, you know, maybe that's realistic, but it's a movie. It's very easy to just throw in any sort of challenge from anyone and and there's a lot of stuff about this movie. Like, it takes place in 1962, and there is a Hispanic character. There is a black character. This is not addressed at all. And that's, you know, like, that. it's not that kind of movie that is going to address racial issues. But it's mm-hmm. weird because outside of gender, it, it is relatively inclusive. Or at least, you know, we see those characters on screen. Mm-hmm. And... I don't. I mean, I don't know where this is going. It's just weird because there's a few cop outs in that it's the summer, so we never need to see them at school, and that's where we would see girls. But even like at the pool and stuff, like there's yeah. no girl that they consider an equal in this movie because Wendy Peppercorn is like older and like above them or whatever. And then there's uh, Scotty's mom. mom, and so there's no girl who is on their level to interact with and, and and that is that is kind of weird and even like unusual for this kind of movie yeah i mean it's not even so much that i'm upset by the lack of women in the movie although there certainly could be more it's just i suppose the way that they think about women like i said girls and women are used as an insult every time it's basically yeah, like we in- right. we think that women are inherently bad and yeah. bad at sports and bad at throwing. Yeah. Uh, and they are basically just lesser than us. So we are going to use that as an opportunity to insult each other by calling each other girls or by insinuating that you're being girlish if you are being weak or not good at baseball. What do you think about uh, Squints and Wendy Peppercorn okay. getting together? Oh, yeah. Oh, Interesting. Well, getting and together So and... many twists and turns in that relationship. Like, you know, right before the credits, it's like, 
Squints and Wendy had like so many kids together. Nine, they kids. could not Nine stop kids. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> they could not stop. What do we think about that? Well, let's, uh, at first she's like this powerful woman who like kicks his ass out of the pool, you know. Because he sexually assaults her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. He does. Yeah, he, he does. pulls her down. Like it, that's yeah. not good. And but <sighs> that is true. Like it's never portrayed. Like I, you know, never even crossed my mind as an adult. Like watching this movie, I watch it every year. You know, like yeah, I yeah. said, mm-hmm. never crossed my mind that like she's getting sexually assaulted in my head. I'm like, that goofy kid is like, you right. know, well, that's how they treat a fast it too. One, pulled a fast one on her, you know. Yeah, I mean the the. Voiceover from older Scotty after that sequence, I was like, whoa, this is, it would have, like, it still would have been very strange to, you know, because Squints literally, like, pulls this girl down and she's trying to, like, do her job. And she's doing a good job, but uh, she kicks them out and that is like, okay, good. You know, she stood up for herself and got these kids the fuck out yeah. of there. But then the voiceover kicks in and it was like, man, now it's so fucking cool. What a bold little kid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like, that was, he was a hero. He kissed a girl and da da da. And then, and then the part that like ruined Wendy Peppercorn for me is when later it's like, and every time he passed the pool, she would smile at him. I was like, why? Yeah. What a little weird pervert. That would never happen. She'd be like, oh, God, that kid. Yeah, yeah. I would have, like, a dart gun and, like, blow poisonous yeah. darts at him if I, I were I would her. love to see or- you <laughs> operate a dart yeah. gun. <laughs> I might get in trouble for saying this, but, like, is it's just, like, there's this fine line between, like, technically it's sexual assault, but then also he's, like, this stupid kid that just thinks, like, this is the way to, like, hit on Wendy Peppercorn. Or, like, you know, the way it's presented is, like, he's like, this is my one shot to, like, make his move. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't even understand that, like, that would be considered assault Yeah, to, I mean, in the movie. I, don't, you know? I think that the thing that bothered me more than the fact that it actually happened was that the adult, like la- like, 30 years later is, like, that was cool. Like no regrets, yeah. you know. Like that. That was what bothered me oh, a little like bit the narration. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're like the the narration, like this, you know, whatever the omniscient smart guy says, it's fine because he says what Squints did was sneaky, low, rotten, and yeah. cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's that's not. So at least they like partially acknowledged that it, it, it was like un- gross. Yeah. Yeah, And then after they've gotten kicked out of the pool and as they're walking away, Ham is like, did you plan that? And he's like, yeah, I've been planning it for a while. And everyone's like, guys, he premeditated! Yes, premeditated sexual assault. I'm triggered. I want to break this down a little bit more because this scene was so alarming to me. But before that happens, when we're introduced to Wendy Peppercorn for the first time, she's so heavily objectified, it's insane. Like For like... A fourteen-year-old girl. It yeah. is very strange. Oh, she's fourteen. She's she's young. I, I don't know. That she's probably meant to be like sixteen, but Let even me look it up. still. So the first time you meet her, she's walking down the street, and then there's a shot of just her butt, like as she's walking. It's just like a lingering male gaze shot of her ass. But that's what they're trying to portray, though, right? I mean, they're portraying like staring at her ass, probably. Well, yeah. I mean, they're 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 saying that Squints is attracted to her, yes, but does it need to be in such a sleazy, 
way filmically like cinematically that, yeah i think that comes back to the lack of challenging anything mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like you can have oh another shout out to headless women of hollywood one of my favorite blogs mm-hmm. ever and that's like one of those classic things where it's like oh it's you know a woman's ass and we know nothing about her except she's a lifeguard and right. she's got a good yeah. ass uh, well it happens which, it happens again when you know she's that's at a the... dream of mine but that's really all squins knows about her too like right. He just has a crush from afar on this girl that he thinks is pretty, and really all he knows about her is like her good looks. Sure, it is like that shallow from the kid's perspective. I, I think guess. that can yeah. still be communicated on screen without isolating a shot of just her ass, and then it happens again when she's at the pool. You see just a shot of her breasts, like yes. as she's putting on sunscreen. So like, there's still ways to communicate that one character is attracted to another without like horribly objectifying them like that i feel yes but i think part of like the thing that i think is funny is that he is just like so like like drooling over like her ass it's kind of like things that like guys do focus on you know and they're even like you they're men only focus on my feet actually (laughs) you know like they are you know for me i don't think it's like so absurd to like show from his perspective that that's like all he's focusing on because that probably is, like, what he's focusing on. Sure. I mean, he's a horny little boy who's, like, yeah. reaching puberty. Yeah. Yeah. He's but, the first one, which you would think would be Benny, but Benny, he's yeah. horny for he's baseball, just, he's dude. He's horny for baseball. He's horny for the game. Yeah. <laughs> I love Benny I see so what you're saying. I'm saying that it's, like, right to objectify women, but, like, that is his perspective that they're portraying. I understand. Yeah. It still grossed me out. I was still like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and yeah. it probably it would it didn't gross me out. I like the first time I saw it, I didn't think anything of it. You know, like yeah. ten years ago. But now I'm like, oh. you know yeah. what? That that porn that I thought was the Sandlot, where that woman's getting fisted, <laughs> is less objectifying than this movie. Yeah, I'll yeah. Say it. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, especially in a movie for little kids, that's yeah. that's yeah. a weird precedent to be setting. And I mean, uh, like uh, I don't know. Like kids are pretty sexual, though. You know what I mean? Like they, I mean, I made my Barbies have sex with each other when I was like six years old. I used to have my, I used to make my Hunchback of Notre Dame puppets make out. Yeah. (laughs) I, I like made out with my, um, ventriloquist dummy, you know, like. You had a ventriloquist dummy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Make out with it. But, (laughs) but like, you know, I feel like people tend to forget that kids, like even from a young age are like sexual beings, you know, in their own like innocent way you know like i was like banging my barbies together or whatever but kids still like have this like innate like animalistic but that's instinct. like kind of all the more reason to show them a way of looking at people that isn't so i don't know like reductive i don't know yeah but I also mean, they're like poking fun at squints for like he's like so goo goo gaga over this girl you yeah know? that's like, true Bleh. To the point where he's willing to almost drown himself, which, by the way, is my favorite line in the movie. It's, man, expository dialogue because he's about to, like, go jump in the pool and someone's like, but that's the deep end and squints can't swim. And it's like, cool. Thanks for that very on the nose explanation. I love a good expository dialogue name. (laughs) But yeah, so then he, he jumps in the pool and he, like, I guess pretends to drown or also maybe can't swim. But then Wendy saves him and she's performing CPR on him and, and, like... The second or third time she, like, goes to 
blow air, air into his lungs. He's like, ah, let's kiss. We're kissing. Is that how he talks? No. But, um, no, but I love that voice. Yeah, <laughs> but, please never stop. <laughs> uh, and then what also bothered me after that, she like, I do like that. She's like, you little pervert. And yeah. she like grabs him and like yanks him and she kicks him all out of the pool. But then two seconds later, when they're like outside of the fence, he like kind of waves at her and she just gives him this look like, <laughs> you little rascal. And it's like, he just forcibly kissed you without your permission. It was just, that was just like confusing to me of like, she was just so mad and like, Pushed nine boys out simultaneously. And then, like, a few minutes later, she's like, you know what? It was kind of funny. Like, I was just like, where... You cooled down, Wendy? I don't know. Yeah. I That that whole sequence, like, it started out, I'm like, well, it's good that she's kicking their ass. And then it sort of ended, like, and then you've, you had nine kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they get together. Is this a good time to say that Benny now is an LAPD firefighter? Oh, Benny! He's a firefighter. He retired from acting at the in 1997 after being in D2 and D3, The Mighty Ducks. No way! Yeah. Oh my god, oh, man. I that poor the guy Mighty got Ducks. typecast. And then he was like, "I'm going out on top, and I'm gonna save this beautiful city Damn. from fires." And he's oh god. Right. Oh wait, he was arrested. Uh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> For what? V- Vitar and two other firemen were involved in a physical altercation with another man who was severely injured on Halloween 2015. He was booked on December 3rd for the incident and was later released on $30,000 bail. We don't Oh my gosh, Benny. He beat up oh. a guy oh. on Halloween. In maybe his defense, they, it was Halloween. It. Yeah, and maybe you. It's like the purge. Done. You can uh, commit any crime you want on Halloween. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah, we're talking about Wendy Puffercorn. Oh, um, here's something I had a question about. Does Dennis Leary and his wife with no name have a good marriage, or do they hate each other? She seems a little bit scared of him. <laughs> she seems like where he's always in his room oh, with his. Yeah. Yeah, she's like scared to talk to him. She's like, Please. right, where she's like, go talk to your dad. And I don't know, like the dynamic between them. Dennis Leary seemed very mean. Mm-hmm. First yeah. of all, I yeah. love that Dennis Leary. I think he's stressed movie. out though. Yeah, like, but what does he do? What's his job? Where's he going? He travels. You know, he oh, travels for business. Oh, he travels he's... for business. <laughs> he travels for business. He's and and I get that. Like, we're sort of seeing his parents through Scotty's eyes, where it's like no one totally knows what their dad does and. Like, you know, sometimes... I still don't know my dad. Really? Yeah, I have no idea. There's <laughs> I asked someone what their dad did recently, and he answered, like, something involving bricks. Oh, a bricklayer. Was that me? Because my dad's a bricklayer, but I know that my Shut dad's up. a bricklayer. Is your dad a bricklayer? Yeah. No, oh you know God. what your dad does. Yeah. This is... I think so that's so over hot. Th- over 30, <laughs> lay me some bricks. <laughs> I always say I need to just hook up with a Scottish bricklayer. Is your dad Scottish? Ooh. No. See, I'm objectifying, though. Well, wait, you're going to Scotland no, this I'm summer, object- right? Yeah, that's <gasps> my... If anybody from Scotland is listening to this and you're a bricklayer, hit me up. <laughs> Natalie, you just need to go to, like, brickless areas and oh, just yes. wait. <laughs> yeah. They'll show up. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen brick this being area. laid before. 
I've only seen it. Oh, being you're laid. gonna want to see it. That's I'm I've only seen bricks see getting laid. Oh yeah, bricks are <gasps> fucking each fucking other. bricks. Yes. Mm. My dad is a, a sports reporter, and there's no less. I mean, which Scotty is at the end. There's no oh, yeah. less sexy profession in the entire world. That <laughs> they're just all people who are like, well, I wasn't that good at sports, so. <laughs> Now I wear hats and I sweat a lot. Those and who can do, those works. who can't report on it. Report the report. sport. That's the thing, right? That's the thing. But I will say my dad won third place local Emmy for his volleyball coverage in 2007. Is your dad really a sportscaster cover? He's, he's, a, well, he's a print guy, but he... Uh, he has more followers than you. He has more followers on Twitter than me. Oh, wow. It's I really... I that might have been a joke, but... Oh, I, w- I wish to God it was a joke. I had him for a little bit in early 2016. We got into like this really fun screaming match where I was like, I did it. And he was like, y- just you wait. And I did wait. And then he beat me again because he's got the Bruins exclusives. And I don't have those. Mm, I should well, start getting them. If you're out there listening to this podcast, please follow Jamie on Twitter at Hamburger Phone. Please block my dad um, at Loftus <laughs> underscore Letcher. <laughs> I did. I asked people to block my dad, and, and a lot of people they were very supportive, and they blocked my dad. You know, I was like, suspend his account. He <laughs> followed me, but, and I did not follow him back. Da- so. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, now he's like trying to appeal to people and be like, I'm going to follow Jamie's friends, and like, first of all, didn't dad, work. If they don't know what's up, that looks very weird on your end. Did he try to get your account suspended uh, as well? No, he's he's very mature about it. But no, well, he he'll post about it on Facebook sometimes and be like, whenever my daughter does this dot dot dot, I get a lot of followers on Twitter. And then all his high school friends are like, yeah, Mike, love Sully because that's what I'm like. Yeah, nice. Oh man, having a dad named Mike is so is the greatest struggle of my life. My grandpa's name. Really? Wait, why is it a struggle for you? Well, because there are so many people out there named Mike, yeah. and sometimes you'll find yourself in 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 in, in a in a romantic situation, perhaps oh, with no, a Mike, fudge. and then it's like there's been Mikes in my life. Mm-hmm. My and dad's Dale. I never had that problem. That's yeah. amazing. My dad's See, name is Steve, which I think is already the least sexy name ever. <laughs> Steve, but he's a bricklayer. Yeah. Hey, can we talk about how the most interesting female character <laughs> in this movie is the character that's in? The Wolfman, which is being screened in like a movie theater as they're like chasing, they're the dogs oh, chasing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It's toward the end. They like are running through the town and like this picnic and stuff, and then they go into this movie theater and the dog like bursts through the projector screen. I looked it up. They're watching The Wolfman from 1941, nice. and the female character from that I think is the most interesting character <laughs> in the Sandlot. So. Is it possible the Beast is a girl? Well, I don't know because we get some shots. Oh, we get no. some overhead shots. We of definitely the see balls. the okay. dog's balls. In okay. we, that dog ah. has got very ah. prominent oh, really? floppy balls. Wow. He's packing. But Damn. based on the name alone. Essentially. <laughs> I did have a, a female cat called the Dude. So, you know, name, oh, really? names aren't That's everything. That's cute. Yeah, it's named after the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got mm, you. It's very cute. I've seen that movie, Brag. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Jamie. Thank That'd you. be a good movie for the um, the test. I don't yeah, think it passes the test. I, would, I don't think it passes. If it does, it's by one of those, like, very, like barely two-line interactions. Yeah. Which, we've had a few of those, but it's... 
It's unfortunate. The Sandlot, though, the Sandlot, you know, it it uh, it uh, fails the test that for sure. Pretty test. pretty spectacularly. I think even uh, women maybe only get a combined like five minutes of screen time total because his mom is only in and a it's mostly small... his exposition mommy, <laughs> right? Who comes in? I thought that it was weird that one of her first scene, I think, is just her bursting into the room like why don't you have any friends like (laughs) like i would be so terrified if my mom i mean she wasn't that aggressive but she was just like do you have friends yet do you and he's like no i'm still i'm an egghead and she's like i want you to have a lot of friends (laughs) it's important important to have friends i was like geez she probably just wants them out of the house so that she can so she can do what also the mom's anti-engineering he's just trying to work on his kinetic set True. And learn engineering skills for the future. She's a woman against STEM. She, <laughs> women against STEM. It's like whose side are you on? I know. <laughs> whose side? Seriously. Are you? Ooh, uh, let's do let's do the the check the checklist of things we look for in every movie. Uh, I would argue we've got some steampunk going. Okay. Really? Explain. Explain. Okay. So is it like the Erector set? The well, no. They make they make some some little contraptions to get the ball uh yeah. to get the babe ruth ball so you know i've expanded my uh my, my oh, yeah. hatred of steampunk to anything involving gears and pulleys and sure. any, any any basic machinery. machine true. i'm like you know there's a little bit of steampunk culture i'll you know the the machine works yeah which well, is they make impressive. a catapult but i think they make it out of the erector set so, they yeah. do. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, w- I will say I made macaroni and cheese while I was watching this movie this time. <laughs> and so there are maybe two to, two to three minutes that I don't totally know what happens. Gotcha. And my roommate talked to me and I had to pause it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I forgot this before. The, Wait, I your roommate, roommate that you've never to spoken to? Yeah, yeah. During the, this? Yeah, I paused it because I, w- I was in the kitchen. He caught me. His, oh. he, had, he, had taken, he had just taken a shower at like. How'd you know Twelve thirty p.m. Because oh, okay. he had he had you were floppy bangs. Because oh, I was trying body. to figure. Um, hey, does anyone we have any a hard life? <laughs> like you do when you're playing baseball and you're rounding the bases. Good. Yes, that was what it I was trying comes to do. Comes back together. Mm-hmm. I was on a um. So I've been on a few different softball teams in my really? life. Not in high school or anything like that. Um, but I was on like the Boston comedy softball. Oh, League? I I I was afraid of that. Yeah, I was not very good. I knew a bunch of uh, female comics who were who were on that Boston softball league. I was invited to, but I was like, I'm I'm kind of scared. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was uh, I was not helpful. <laughs> but anyways, softball teams are cool. I like to. I, I like was to gonna watch play them. softball when I was a kid, and I was practicing with my dad, and he hit me in the face with a ball. No. Yeah, how bad was your dad at softball? You know, also, softballs are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, on accident, you know, as an accident. Sure. Yeah. Do you uh, realize my dad 100% tripped me on purpose when I was little? What? Because I, <laughs> I know, and then I asked him about it about a year ago. I'm like, do you remember when you tripped me? Because, I don't know, I had been complaining about a scab I had on my knee, and I'm like, this is so stupid. I hate that I have this scab. It's ugly. I wish I hadn't fallen off my bike. And I, I guess I was being annoying. Annoying. And then he tripped me, and I don't think he thought I was gonna fall, fall, but I did. And then the scab got 
bigger. Dad, oh my dad, gosh. no. Yeah, your dad, dad deserves dad. to be blocked on Twitter for everyone block him. Yeah, this like is, that. They this need is... to make a movie called Bad Dad. Am I right, guys? Bad Dad. Oh, Ooh, what about Daddy's Home? Oh, I was. Ooh, what about Bad Santa? Bad Santa. Oh, that'd two, be three, great. four. That'd be really great. <laughs> um, there, there, I, I had to write. Uh, clickbait today as i do mm-hmm. uh so i can uh, pay for things i and i wrote about the the rock vin diesel feud uh and my favorite part of learning about it was that when vin diesel stormed off the set of the fate of the furious last summer he said daddy's gone and then he left and <laughs> that's true that happened he said well, well allegedly he whoa. said daddy's gone and i was like well after eight movies i guess that is allowed. You can just say daddy's gone. Maybe he's daddy on set. Maybe everybody's asking him to teach, you know, how to ride bikes and stuff like that. It's like Vin's like kind of our daddy. Yeah. It's like kind of the vibe he projects. Yeah. He Aww. makes us sandwiches and cuts the crust off. Oh, he's a good daddy. Yeah. He's not like the movie you're going to write, Bad, bad daddy. daddy. Bad Daddy. Oh, I like Bad Daddy better. Yeah. yeah. Bad Daddy, yeah. Rolls that, off the tongue better. Oh, I can't wait for that billboard. Mm. It's gonna be good. Does anyone have any final thoughts about the movie The Sandlot? I want a version of this movie that has a girl on the team. I think I would have really, really loved that movie when yeah. I was younger. I agree. I think so too. Even though I did love the movie when I was younger, I think a girl would make it better. Hey, my why not two girls? I like when yeah. I was a kid mm-hmm. and like playing sports and soccer or kickball or whatever, like in my neighborhood, it was mostly boys, but I was a girl and I was there. I was playing and yeah. I was better than most of them. Also, I was on a soccer team where I was one of two girls and then everyone else was a boy. But like we were, I don't know, like seven or something. And it was like mm-hmm. a co-ed team. And um, the girls were, yes, underrepresented, but we were there. We were playing. Yeah. I scored a goal once. So. I would oh, like yeah. to see more girls. But uh, OK. And I think uh, maybe I'm just a bad person. But is there something to be said about like there's like that dynamic of like the one girl that like squeezes in and then teaches them all a lesson. That's you very know, kind of thing. Tropey, like the, yeah. It's like a trope. It's like the one strong female is like, fuck y'all. Like girls rule. I wish that wasn't a trope, you know. But it's like there's something about. I mean the, that like, trope that would have worked well in the movie. Mm-hmm. That even extends to like I think we talked about that with like superhero movies before, where there's like one female superhero and then she like kicks something yeah. and they're like whoa we didn't know whoa, you could do that strong. And she's, that's crazy right and then she like folds her arms and she's yeah. like i know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's a yeah i yeah, mean i'm a strong girl but powerpuff girls three girls three strong girls mm-hmm. you know that kick but mm-hmm. every episode passes and, the bechdel test yeah every episode passes the bechdel test exactly and they kick ass yeah but Kaylin, that's a good point maybe if there yeah. was like a pair of sisters yeah. Um, yeah that yeah i mean and then you could avoid that trope pretty easily because even if there were two little girls on this team and one of them was great and one of them was really bad <laughs> at baseball because i was a hundred percent that kid who was like oh we need one more person you know jamie can we you just stand body. here <laughs> yeah. yeah like and then like i was oh i was not a sporty child but um you know maybe if there were two female characters you you could sort of dodge that trope too sure yeah we don't know. and also so, maybe if wendy peppercorn's girlfriend shows up when Squints kisses her and is like, hey, she's taken. Whoa. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
And then she drowns, squints. And then she, yeah, yeah, she drowns. <laughs> I will say I would love someone to drown to impress me. <laughs> but I would want it to end in them actually drowning. I just want to say real quick, like, I can't stop thinking. I know we talked about, like, the kiss, like, squints, it's sexual assault. And I hate to excuse it this way, but there's an innocence that kids have where, like, he doesn't realize. You know what I mean? Right. That's the problem, though, also, as well. That's the problem that it's he doesn't know, but it's like yeah. there's an innocence to, like, stealing a kiss from someone. You know, it's like, oh, kiss my cheek. Then you turn your head and, like, steal the kiss. And it's like, ooh. You know, but and, this isn't, you know, you know what I mean? And not to minimize any type of sexual assault. Yeah, I don't want to like, do that. You know, being kissed is probably less tra- traumatic yeah. than other horrible things that can happen to you. Yeah. So I do. I mean, I, I do get the innocence part of it because it totally is like a, 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 you know, a kid thing like to they're do. just psyched that he like kissed a girl you know what i mean they're not like right you, yeah you you sexually assaulted you know what i mean like it's like eh, it's like kind of about perspective but it's like not but it's also not okay to like present that as an okay thing for kids you know it's like right. it starts somewhere is kind of the problem the yeah it's the lack it, it sort of goes back to the lack of challenging anything where if yeah. dennis leary was just like hey don't do that you know, yeah. that's or like at any point appeared to even vaguely like his wife and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. respect this woman. We don't know what her name is. I don't know yeah. what her name is, but, <laughs> you know, she seems afraid of me. <laughs> like, well, I think in the voiceover the older Scotty does after that happens with Wendy Peppercorn, he says something. Yeah, Squint's put the move on the lifeguard. There's definitely like the seeds of something and teaching little boys yeah. that and that that's cool or something. Yeah, it's I yeah. mean there's it's definitely a gray area where it's like we're not going to take Squints to court over this. <laughs> but showing that and then leaving it relatively unaddressed as well, like then, don't like, do that. Her, like smile and wave at him like she liked it or something. Right. Right, right. right. Weird. And then like, just leave her as being mad. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mad. Like she's not going to come back she's in not any gonna, part of the like, movie. Suddenly have a crush on him or something, and then double down, and then then marry him, him. yeah, and then be like, she she loved it so much, she couldn't get enough. She kept coming back for more. She fucked him five billion times. Okay, also like in terms of thinking of like mischief and stuff, it's kind of funny to like trick someone into thinking they're giving you CPR and then you know like smack them with a kiss. You know what I mean? Like there's like the kind of it's like kind of like a like mischievous that's like a hard i mean that's a hard scene to i know it's so hard and like we're you know we're pulling apart but right and i'm probably like approaching this too much like a sjw no 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 (laughs) yeah no i just like to want to like talk about it because it's just like it is weird yeah and and like because it's presented yeah like i said like so lightly you know but then it's uh, right. But then it's like that's that maybe the seeds of of like making like, if you see, things okay. Like if you see, stuff, yeah, like okay. if you see stuff mm-hmm. like that enough times, yeah. where it's like uh, especially can, again the audience of this is like young, impressionable kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's true. So I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. It is. There's a, there's a lot of and, and I, I guess that that's why uh, internalized misogyny is is uh, is so hard to shake because mm-hmm. like you know like in a lot of like uh, like comedy of errors type things like farces and stuff they have a you know 
a guy dressed up as someone else and they kiss and you know what I mean? And there's mm-hmm. like a like getting someone to kiss you under false pretenses. Yeah, there's like kind of like that cliche kind of like tropey thing about like tricking someone into kissing you mm-hmm. that I think it it plays with. Man, I I I would feel so much better about that if a we just let Wendy stay mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And b if the voiceover after had been just a little bit like not even a little bit like more like critical he never of has like a chance with her or whatever or like right or like we learned later that that's not what you do and not like man that was kind of gross but it was mostly dope and yeah. now i as a 40 year old sports reporter still think like fuck that kid was so cool <laughs> that's weird right that's weird also yeah. uh not to objectify <laughs> old scotty but he looked like shit man i was just <laughs> Such a little kid. So and did then... old Benny. Why? You know, gross mustache. I love he a mustache. I do not. I, he could you have know, been like, so he's much like hotter. Such a nice, thick mustache. No, he I don't love been. a mustache, but I thought I he looked. He was a man at the 90s, you know? Oh. 90s men had no. mustaches. Yeah. I was so excited for him to like grow up to be this hot hunk, and then, he, and then it was <laughs> I, that I guy. I agree that he didn't like meet my expectations but i don't think he's a bad he was a hot guy. child he was <laughs> he was a hot uh, boy. and you i know, like a good mustache some some children i used to think were hot a list of two people who who come to mind oh wait no three okay number one peter pan in the 2003 live action peter pan uh-huh. his name was jeremy something and <laughs> he was very cute number two liam aiken in 2004 is a series of unfortunate events he played klaus little mop top adorable number three and this was one that i remember my mom told my cousins jamie has a crush on chris from a direct to video casper movie called casper returns and i had a huge crush on little chris who had his his all his hair was like one huge cowlick he had a middle part and i was just like he's so cute and i confided in my mom and then she fucking blew it she told everyone and my cousins were like you like chris he's all you know he only has bangs i'm like i like that Anyways, three hot children. I don't remember <laughs> ever being, a, a, even when I was a, a kid, <laughs> I don't remember being attracted to like other kids on screen. Like all my movie crushes were on adult men, which Interesting. I don't oh. know what that says about me. I went, I went to either my age or younger. Very, no, very old. Because then in comes the Alfred Molina crush. Sure. And that, get, and that gets tricky. <laughs> Who's Alfred Molina? Doc Ock. Oh, yeah. uh, oh like Spider Man too. Oh, okay. He's also yeah, he's, he, he's in Frida, and he's in he's in a lot of Chocolat. stuff. Oh, I love Chocolat. He plays the um, is he the mayor? I want to say he's not he's the hot movie. character in the movie, but I think he's the hot character mm-hmm. in the movie. Anybody love a good like beefcake. The uh, the, the uh, goalie from Mighty Ducks. Ooh, the bad boy. Mm. Like they get him to be on the team because he's like so fast, like blocking on the pucks. Yeah, I never thought I didn't. I only saw him in Mighty Ducks, I think once. Okay, but like, but it's cool when there's like, oh, and then another hot child, 
the kid from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. I thought Ned was so cute. And then his his friend, who is a girl, was tall. And I was like, it's me. I'm taller than all my, you know, everyone's so small and I'm so big. And they still had a crush on each other. And that I was inspired. <laughs> I was like, wow, small men, you really can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's four hot children. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Natalie added one, too. So five hot yeah, children. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any. Maybe I was just a horny kid. I don't know, but I, yeah. kids are horny. That's kids are. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Full <laughs> they're, circle. They're always like rubbing each, their parts and stuff. You know, they don't realize it, but yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, and and every kid has a weird memory. Like like I remember Corey, who lived in the trailer down the street, who I had such a huge crush on. One time, he like, I mean, again, he's like kind of cornered me but i was like "Ooh, Corey," you know and he caught me singing a song from hercules in my backyard and then he kissed my forehead mm. <laughs> I, thank you thank you <laughs> the moves on, your forehead. Yeah, on my forehead because he is a little bit taller than me so mm, i like that right. well i think it's time <laughs> i think it's time to rate the movie all horned up yep does anyone want to go first? We rate on a scale of zero to five nipples based on its portrayal of women. Oh my gosh, I'll go first. Based on its portrayal of women, it gets like a zero. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but I do love the movie still for nostalgia. But and you know, I think it's just got some classic moments. But yeah, zero on its portrayal of women. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I I'll give it a zero as well i want okay we gotta i think that this is more of a call to action we gotta do a sandlot reboot replace the boy twins with girl twins we're good to go like yeah yeah just give us give us a a new sandlot with with girls and then everything else can yeah you know and give the mom a name yeah Yeah. if if she and dennis leary can even still be the dad if he wants if he's not busy. Well, that, right. He was a big hit with you, wasn't he? I love Dennis yeah, Leary. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I give it zero nipples. If I were to give it in a nipple of any sort, though, I would like to specify it would be James Earl Jones's <laughs> blind <course>. nipple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to give it like a half nipple oh, until you, you said, well, just because I don't even I mean, think we've ever given a movie zero, zero nipples. nipples before. Oh, I'll give Especially it one. I, Should I give it a one? I mean, well... No, I don't think it deserves that much. There's yeah. really just it's just no female characters, and the ones that there are, you know, they're heavily objectified. Yeah. Yeah. They have very little screen time. His mom is. I mean, I guess okay, I don't have any problems with her. I couldn't think of anything, but she like she's just an, like a little exposition like, machine. She's like all scared of the dad though. She's she kinda is. Like, yeah. yeah. She's like, when you maybe have time, can you teach him how to play? <laughs> like he's about to hit her or something, you right? Know? And then his dad, oh, God, any movie where, like, the dad is always in a different room, you're just like, oh, God, what is he doing in that room? Yeah. What is he doing in what, that in room? In that weird trophy room. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so I guess zero. Give us our Sandlot reboot. It, I, I But not a straight-to-video reboot. No. Give us a wide release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, actually a good movie, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, so many times they reboot a movie and it just uh, it sucks. Yeah. You know, give us another Mighty Ducks as well. Oh yeah, I, think I would just like I mean, most sports movies <gasps> for kids. Really? I think so. Or adults, but maybe also they could just think of like a new thing. I love Emilio Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> 
hey, I'm going to give it zero nipples. Um, the, the women are just, uh, you know, poor Wendy. I want to like give her poor more Wendy. lines. Give her, make her not okay with her being kissed against her will. Don't make her marry. Yeah. Don't make her marry. <laughs> um, At least that. I mean, come on. Yeah. That was like added in the titles. Like it was a bit much. Yeah, well, Sandlot is a, a good movie for nostalgia. Uh, it's a bad movie for for women. True. In terms of the way the characters are just don't exist or are you know, this is why we have the podcast because sometimes it's hard to be like yeah. oh, I love this movie but yeah, yeah. God call a spade a spade sometimes. Right. He's I don't need it. I yeah. like I like a lot of the like little the boy characters. Yeah, like, they're fun. They're cute. They've got some. Fun... It is you know it's a little boys movie for like little boys yeah they've got the chubby you know? one yeah yeah they've got they have his name is little boy yeah. <laughs> yeah. of course yeah i mean i guess i but, I guess but ham yeah. became a a, a, a pro wrestler. wrestler i was like Shut that's up. pretty dope well not in real life uh, but in his epilogue i don't know if any uh, of these kids act sense. anymore i think ham does he's in like a funnier die video or something oh uh, good for ham Let's Did start it good for him or good for him? <laughs> I said good for him. Oh, <laughs> hey, Natalie, where can people find you online? Oh, my gosh. Find me <laughs> at NatDogCatDog on Twitter. Cat with a K. Love it. And on Instagram, at Natalie Palamides. Also, shout out to all those Scottish bricklayers out there. Oh, yeah. Hit Your me girls up. girls coming through. Hit me up. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, I'm from Scotland. There's a brick over oh, here. Oh, yeah. There's been a, someone a murdered a brick. Oh, my gosh. You're <laughs> working me up over here. Uh, thank you so much for, for being here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having for me. chatting about this movie with yeah. us. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a ton of fun. Yeah, it has. Now, home run. What? I don't know. Let's not try get to, out of the park. I try to say something at the end of the episode that's, like, oh, relevant oh, to the oh. movie. Okay, oh, I thought you like, were starting a new part. I was like, oh, no. I thought we were finished. Just uh, go out there and, and hit a home run with your life, everybody. If you reach for the stars, you might get there. Yeah. Follow us on Bechtelcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.